0: Welcome to the very bad batch of the Alex After Show, breaking down, discussing, and reviewing each episode of the Disney Plus original Star Wars series. Star Wars: The Bad Batch. My name is John Blight, and
1: joining me it's Ashley Holbrook. Hey, John! Excited to be here, and May the Fourth be with you.
0: May the Fourth, Fourth, Fourth. I feel like you always got to say it with a um a lisp. You know what I mean? Like May the Fourth be with you. Because it's, it's a pun, so it made a fourth. Yeah. Made the fourth.
1: If, if you underappreciate the power of puns, I mean, <laughs> they've pretty much made a holiday around a pun in Star Wars.
0: It's pretty great. Yeah. yeah. This, yeah, and it's, uh, I'd like to know who made the decision, because I feel like it's only been a thing for what, the last.
1: Since they're revitalized? Yeah. Since the neutral. It's always key. thing.
0: It's like, how come it took them that long to, decide to figure to make out the day? Yeah, I know. Anyway. Uh, we are recording this on May 4th because, of course, today they dropped the the first episode of a brand new Disney Plus Star Wars series, a brand new Star Wars series, a brand new Star Wars animated series. Uh, it is both a sequel to The Clone Wars, a prequel to Rebels, uh spin-off from The Clone War. It's, it's right dab it's, in the middle. <laughs> it's, it's it's between. If you thought they were done with this period of Star Wars, what a mistake you made because here we are. We're still... <laughs> We're still hanging around the, the sort of OG trilogy uh, era, or we're kind of leading into it, I guess, in the period of this. Uh, nonetheless, this is going to be our show where we're going to be discussing it. We're going to be talking about each each episode as it drops each and every week. Of course, today, the, the premiere episode was uh, 70 minutes long. We're going to presume going forward they're going to be shorter than that, so <laughs> maybe finale will, will get longer. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, today's episode. Premiere of Star Wars: The Bad Batch, titled Aftermath. Which hold on, side note, when that title card popped up, so, I thought it was a chapter card. So I didn't realize it was oh, the title first. I thought it was, episode. I thought it was like chapter Aftermath, and then I was waiting for another title card. And then in retrospect, I was like, oh wait, that was the episode title, right? Yep, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes uh, sense.
1: I thought it was interesting <laughs> they re- chose to reuse Aftermath, which is obviously a big. It's the name of a Star Wars name book. Of st- series of books, yeah. Have they already dug to the bottom of the well of all my names, I can use?
0: I mean, quite possibly. Uh, Aftermath was directed by Stuart Lee, Sol Rees, Nathaniel Villanueva, and written by Jennifer Corbett, who I believe is the showrunner, and Dave Filoni, uh, were the writers on this one. So, overall thoughts on the episode. Let's go with you first, Ash, because then you can also give me your... um, how you thought? Because you only recently caught up on the what what was necessary yes. to watch to get into <laughs> this, which was the 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 Bad Batch arc from the final season of the Clone Wars, the first four four episodes, four yeah. episodes, right? Yeah. yeah. So you only recently watched that because that obviously feels like it's necessary to watch this, which is pretty good because there are only new characters, so at least you didn't have to watch like. Uh, 10 seasons or, or something yeah. to get to, to get up so um i mean you don't have the backstory of like echo or stuff like that yes. but for the most part you just watch that and then you've jumped into this so, so firstly how do you feel about watching those four episodes and then how do you feel coming into this
1: oh yeah they're really good like <laughs> um i yeah i really enjoyed those episodes i mean it's not a lot to like about obviously i uh, don't know anything about rex and or much about rex and you know the clone wars stuff but you know Oh, that's fine. I just got to be interested in this band of characters, you know, all kind of got odd powers, uh, you know, rocking shop, you know, and kicking ass. Um, yeah, probably they
0: were George Lucas's idea from way back. And he said that he wanted like super powered clones, but he didn't want them to actually be superheroes. And that's what the bad batch are. So.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this episode was pretty fantastic. Like really cool opening, obviously taking place. Moans before orders sixty six. Uh you know, which is cool just revisiting Seconds, that moment.
0: I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, like maybe like ten minutes before the thing went down. I mean they did it ex- I think if you jump into this and you never watch Clone Wars, you probably still get uh you'd still enjoy it and you'd still follow along. I don't think there's anything from those first four episodes that like desperately you need to know other than maybe that Echo wasn't isn't a clone. Uh, isn't a defective clone, um, but yeah, obviously fantastic opening, like taking out that entire clone garrison, uh, and then obviously the episode progressed, uh, and we've got Crosses You know, he's, he's loyal to the Empire, and we get to see we kind of get to see the transition of the Empire to the Empire from a very Empire dominant side, uh, mm. which I don't think we've seen or read any no, much of before. Not really. No. I think this time period in in general hasn't been explored very much yet. Like, right really. after uh, after the wars won and that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. And then I did... <laughs> there were a few, a few surprises. I wasn't expecting Tarkin to show up. Uh, I wasn't expecting Saw to show up. Uh, okay. it, uh From the first trailer I think we watched, we were both thought they were going to be working for the Empire, like the the season, which would have been a really interesting way for them to go, but obviously, they've uh, they've made the more sensible approach of they've resisted the <laughs> the uh, the chip, and they're all good guys, uh, except Crosshairs. So,
0: yeah, I, I, so that last, I only ever watched that first trailer, I yes. never bothered watching the one they put out a month ago. I watched that, I'm like,
1: oh, yeah, this is gonna go. <laughs> like th- they've th- said that a- shows more, I think so, so that yeah, it kind
0: of hits it, yeah, okay, so. Because we, I didn't need to watch it, like, and by no. need I mean like we wasn't talking about it or anything. So that was one of those trailers I could just be like, no, I'm, I'm good. Like I'm gonna watch it, going for a surprise. So yeah, I definitely went into this going, hey, like I thought I had very low expectations for this series to be honest, because and maybe a lot of it is around the fact that I thought the show was gonna be around them still under the inhibitor chips. Uh, still having to work for the Empire and then maybe the show works towards them becoming good guys or like someone helps them out or, um, you know, something like that. So straight up, as soon as everything started going down, I was like, wait, this isn't what I thought was going <laughs> to This isn't what I thought yeah. the show was going to be. So um, straight away, like a, a spanner was thrown into works. I thought this was a fantastic 70-minute uh, opening. Uh, like a mini movie type thing or nearly movie length, which is good. And especially if you want to compare it to the rather subpar Clone Wars movie, if you want to count that as like episode one of the Clone Wars, uh, this is so so much better introduction to this series than the the movie gave gave those characters and stuff. And maybe it helps to have had that four-episode arc in the Clone Wars to sort of pseudo-introduce these characters, um, even though... you are right, you can go into this without having watched that. I think it's... Like, you can go into anything Star Wars without having watched anything else Star Wars, yeah. and you'll miss certain references and whatever, but that's fine. That's, like, that's kind just of the, the point. Then
1: you go back yeah, and you find it, out more.
0: Yeah, it's like the nature of the beast. Like, there's there's so many people out there who got into Star Wars because of Clone Wars, and imagine all the references and stuff they were missing because they never actually watched the movies yet. Who's or, this Obi-Wan Kenobi, dude? Yeah, stuff like that. So, But, I mean, that's just... You know, it's it's just the thing about Star Wars. So I don't. You could definitely watch this by itself, but you're going to get more out of it with, without other things. Like the the thing I'm finding funny is when you're like, "Oh man, I wasn't expecting Tarkin to show up in this." Tarkin's been in the animated stuff a lot. Um, I wasn't expecting Saw Gerrera to show up in this. That's for, I. A lot of people would feel that way if they've never watched the Clone Wars because they go Saw Gerrera, the big famous character played by Forest Whitaker for, yeah. from Rogue One. Whereas I'm like. He was an animated character first, so him sh- him coming back to animation, um, he was a Clone Wars character originally, you know. So yeah, he's been back.
1: He was in Rebels, right? Voiceover. Yeah, so yes, voiced voice by by Simon, him, that Whereas by far, um, voiceover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So for, for him to be back, it's not like wow they got the they got a movie character in this. It's you know he was an, he was an animation character, so that that all makes sense. The uh to, i gotta jump in here because the, the one thing that shocked me and has left me i'm gonna like shuffle along my notes here because this yeah. is kind of where we're going but right. um the one thing that sort of threw me and my one biggest complaint so far both from a production value and then also just the star wars lore thing where it's kind of just irking me a little bit is in the opening really cool opening now you may not realize this i don't know if you do or not but that padawan caleb june that's kane and jarrus from rebels so that's the main character from rebels that's who that who that is right so that was his name before he changed it to canaan voiced by freddy prince jr uh jr and my this is my production problem freddy prince jr once again voices in here it's very obviously freddy prince jr and i did not like it it's it's <laughs> it's you can tell freddy's trying to do a I'm playing Caden, but sort of younger now. But it just, it to me, it like I would have, I actually would have preferred them to have cast a uh, an actual kid or someone because it just sounded off for me. I was like, hey, Freddy's back in Star Wars. I guess like, that's cool, but at the same point, it was just kind of rubbing me the long way. Um, and then from a law Star Wars thing or whatever you want to call it, um, I'm gonna get over this by tomorrow. But just having watched it you know, an hour ago, whenever mm-hmm. it was, Uh that they already told that story, like, in a comic book, like how um uh Sarah, what's it? Sarah D- Duba diba? Duba? Oh, fuck it. Bad Star what's man? His master, they already told how she died and Kanan escaped. In uh, the comic book already, it's, like, called Kanan Jarus or, you know, Canaan something or other. Like, it was a miniseries. It was only, like, a couple issues or something. Um, and they already told that story, and like I don't mind. The only part they retconned technically here is just what happens around Order 66, because everything else in that comic is still te- could technically could have happened, unless they plan to to go back to him, which I would find weird for this show. I think it was just supposed to be a cameo, like a mm. a character for the Star Wars animation fans to automatically go, oh, we care about this. It's not random Padawan, and I guess that's why they did it. But I'm also like, could it not have just been random Padawan, and you made them likable, like, like, it would have been fine. So but that's my sort of.
1: I think anyone who hasn't seen Rebels would be like, oh, that kid.
0: Yeah, you gotta which wait. proves cool. my point. Like, you, there's you another didn't Jedi know that, going around. Yeah, you didn't know that was Kanan, right? No, no. So that's my point. Like, so you didn't know, and you were still it was still fine for you. So then it could have just they could have had it just be a random Padawan. It's because it, me. As soon as, as soon as I saw whose master was there, um, deeper uh, yep. yep, there you go. As soon as she was there, I'm like, okay, cool. Kanan's here somewhere, and then he comes down that hill, and then I hear Freddie Prince Junior's mouth, and I go, oh, that's a bit weird, but. <laughs> you're you're not 13 you certainly do not sound like a 13 year old kid which is funny because there's another character introduced in the show we'll talk about in a minute who's played by someone who's uh in her mid-30s and playing a young child but uh they pull it mm. off so uh <laughs> freddie prince jr not not so much so yeah that was the other well they could know, have done
1: like, more work on his voice maybe like put it up a couple of octaves or something
0: yeah but i mean did, without knowing who it was obviously you didn't really have any no issue. i
1: didn't didn't issue yeah no. Or not having listened to enough. <laughs> and not, obviously not knowing. uh, Yeah. Well, I guess that brings down the total. The, it's not a random Jedi, I guess. They get away. So we know that. No. You're like, oh, it's like, what's that? Three, four now that we know? Yeah. Oh, is, is that what you were thinking? Was you like, like oh, oh, shit,
0: another, another, another
1: on one. Another one. Yep. All right. Look forward <laughs> to them fighting him and then teaming up or something. <laughs> no. Several I years guess down that's the road.
0: A- I guess that's a positive of me being able to say, Hey, that's that's Kanan. So now you don't have to be like, oh, where the fuck did that person go?
1: Yeah. I'll
0: tell you where he goes. He um disappears into obscurity for many a
1: year and then It's um, let's be honest, the comics don't matter. So
0: well This is the
1: canon, they, proper canon now.
0: <laughs> yeah, what well, I'm fine with it. Like it's not the it's not the first yeah, time the Retcon stuff. I just um sometimes I <laughs> sometimes it I I don't know, let me put it this way. It just—they could have done it, done it how it is in the comic, like they could have just set it in the same place or something. You know what I mean? Like, like you, if you'd set it in the same location that it's in in the comic, then and you could have still changed some lines of things, but then everyone would have been like, "Oh, they're just adapting the comic version or whatever." And I just don't know how much that would have changed. But it's on a completely different planet, and I don't know how much the planet matters in the context. Like, I don't think it does at all. Anyway, that's my. My one little complaint is more so the voice. I just would have preferred it not to be Freddy, in my opinion. It just kinda of sounded weird enough putting it. Um uh, let's talk about the clones, them the, the bad batch themselves. Cause I, I wasn't actually a huge fan of them in the the arc from the, the Clone Wars si- series, the four episode arc. Because I thought a lot of them were very bland. Um in specific I thought Hunter was very bland, uh or came off kind of boring. In, in in that original series, because all the other characters, especially, I'm trying to remember all their names. I'll have to remember them all by fucking next week. But um, the old mate Br- brute, whatever his name is, Racker, Racker. There we go. Like obviously he he in that four episode arc had the most personality because he was yeah. sort of running around and you know being a big goofball on whatever else. He's a
1: else. very accent no, like extroverted, I guess, or yeah. Yeah, he's a big barbarian brute, you know. Yeah, not, so he done. stood out the most, easily, you know. Um,
0: tech was like whatever. Uh, Crosshair also stood out because he had that very sort of cool Dry. vibe with yeah. the with the cool tattoo on his eye and all that sort of stuff. But I I, I didn't think Hunter was very interesting in that four-episode arc at all. I thought other than he had, him having that face mm. tattoo or... Uh, base malignish whatever whatever I'm uh, not sure if it's a tattoo a or hair tie. <laughs> <laughs> <The> headband, <laughs> that's headband. <laughs> maybe that's a side headband um I think yeah he, but him straight away in this I was like wow Hunter's actually so much more interesting and you, get, you so much more empathy from him within the first 10 minutes of this him trying to save Kanan and I keep saying Kanan I know it's him I know he's <laughs> called Caleb in this but I'm just gonna keep saying yeah. Kanan because it's just my brain is warped that way um and all that sort of stuff yeah so how how do you feel about in about the bad batch in this their characters in comparison to the their original personalities and stuff
1: well yeah obviously they got a bit more time to uh like stretch character moments and like explore the characters and also i feel like it was a, like a reintroduction they had to reintroduce them as well so that you get extra looks at <laughs> looks it's at kind of what that slide is that's it's what like that opening, yeah, yeah. Kind of explaining it. I think with Hunter, it is very much probably like a Leonardo situation where a lot of people don't find Leonardo to be the most interesting Ninja Shadow because he's the leader. That's pretty much what he is. He's got to um, be the most
0: boring one because he has to make the... the he has to the, be the responsible one making yeah, yeah, different yeah. choices.
1: Yeah. Uh, but obviously, he makes the choices that we all want him to make, whereas like going against orders and that kind of stuff and... Uh, you know, being a good dude, so it's not to like, and you he likes little Omega, and yeah,
0: that's a. I've never actually thought about comparing the Bad Batch to the to TMNT, but now that you've you've said that, I'm like, it kind of is the same layout, I guess, of like character types. I wonder if that's <laughs> done on the. I mean, I know it's not like a super original character not type. Super,
1: no, yeah, I guess kind of. Yeah, I don't know who the Raph is, but. Guess to be uh, crosshairs. I guess. I guess, yeah. Maybe. The brooding we'll outsider. Yeah. Yeah. Except it's five of sure. them, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know.
1: Just I think there was a robot turtle, so shellhead or something. So that's, that's Echo. Yeah, cause, um,
0: well, Echo's a, Echo's a new... It's like if TMT, TMNT got a, a new turtle down the road. They did. Know,
1: so. I don't know if what? you'd know. What? Do you not know about the female turtle that was <laughs> part of the series for... No. It's, it's fine, don't worry about it. When was that? It was in the 90, uh, 90s. Okay, no, I, yeah, I, don't, they, I don't
0: know this at all, no. I have no idea. That's weird. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like Wrecker in this is basically the same as he was in the, the Clone Wars arc, mm. which is really funny and great. Like, I actually laughed out loud. I can't remember the exact line, but the, the moment that made me laugh out loud was at the end of the episode when he's getting... Uh fixed up or whatever, and he, he gets jammed with like that needle or whatever, and then uh whoever it was goes to like scan him um uh with that device, like tech I guess goes to scan yeah. him with like some device and he goes, Don't scan me, I'm not a computer or something like <laughs> that and I was like, uh, it's just the delivery and I, yeah. and that's the other thing I wanna shout out. We're talking about five very different characters with distinct personality traits. That you can, you can point at all of them and go, here's all the differences. And they're all voiced by the same person. Yes. <laughs> Which, and I it's kind of been, like, Dee Bradley Breaker has always been the, well, I don't want to say unsung because whenever you've watched, if you've seen anything from, like, Star Wars Celebration or anything like that, like, if Dee Bradley Breaker was amongst, let's say, his people he would get yeah. the respect I think he deserves. But I think in mainstream media or just general public conception, like general view on the Clone Wars and stuff, I never yeah. felt like he got enough praise for his voice work on the Clone Wars because he did a lot. Like Clones are in every single episode, obviously. Like, Be it all the random clones, be it Rex through to whoever else. And he always made those characters feel very different and very much alive. And this show, in a lot of ways, feels like he's present. (laughs) Like, here, you are now the actual star, without no Anakin or Obi-Wan or Ahsoka to get in your way. You are now the star of your own show. Uh, You know, go go show everyone else what you can do. Here's five crazy characters that have very different personalities. What can you do? And there's not one time you're watching this episode where your brain will ever go, oh, that... That's the same actor. Like you, you just think it's five different actors. Like it's, it's crazy. It's really, it's really, really good. Um, yeah, how how do you feel about that? As someone who hasn't really watched the Clone Wars. I mean, like,
1: it's kind of yeah, it's kind of mind-boggling when you think about it. Um, but I get, like <laughs> one person providing all these voices. But uh, I mean that's a common thing, I guess, in the voice-over industry. But yeah, I guess for one show, like, though, like against, as- like in the same scene yeah like it's insane like making yeah.
0: jokes at one another the, the, at the end of the episode when they're you know he's fighting against himself yeah <laughs> shooting his own,
1: himself <laughs> that kind of stuff and yeah, I appreciate them for ease they just say the bad batch voiced by <laughs> Deep Bradley yeah. Breaker
0: yeah yeah I love that in the credits yeah that wasn't like his other characters it was just Deep Bradley Breaker does all the characters well, that you
1: liked and loved. did Bradley Breaker as the bad batch, I think it was yeah yeah it's great it's pretty
0: great um so let's go on to omega so this is the other character that was introduced in this episode voiced by michelle ang right yes. and of course i was like who is this person no idea who they are i assumed they were an actual kiwi because the accent sounded yes sounded spot on sounded spot on and not like someone was like can you do your not best, like, like us doing fucking kiwi accent. fake kiwi accent, bro, um, like that, which is, I'm sure sounded fucking terrible, but I'm allowed to do it because I'm Australian. Like, if you live outside of <laughs> Australia or New Zealand, you're not allowed to try and do a New Zealand accent. It's, I don't it's know, friendly. maybe
1: like in like the Pacific Islands, they're allowed. to? Yeah,
0: okay, they, they're allowed, but I mean like America or like yeah, you know Europe, Europe or somewhere, West Africa. Yeah, yeah you're, no, not you're too to far do. away. You're not allowed to do yeah. <laughs> That's not how it works. Um, so I looked her up. So says so she was born 1983. So I was like, "Holy fuck!" <laughs> yeah. Like, not like "Holy fuck," you're all, but "Holy fuck," you sounded like a child. <laughs> like in this, like it's um, kind of crazy. Um, and then I found out she did like eighty something episodes of um, Neighbors, or yeah, yeah. Neighbors. So, and in two thousand and two, so I'm I may have had that on in the background around then when my family members were watching. It did look familiar
1: around. when I looked up in- <laughs> images. Just
0: uh, wouldn't remember. So. Uh, there you go. So shout outs to Australia, to Australia, G- Austra-
1: Aust- <laughs> Australian actress Sha-Lang. <Michelle> <laughs> yeah, yes,
0: we have now claimed her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so um, Omega, w- w- what did you make of this brand new character? Because this is this is one brand new for the show. Where I can't be yes. like, oh, look at these like hints and like stuff I already know.
1: Ash. Uh, yeah, interesting. I didn't see the clone thing coming. I think that was a shock to you as well. I assume uh,
0: that she was like, I'm pretty sure we'd never seen her in the trailers unless she was in that last trailer. And then I saw on Twitter the other day they dropped a poster of her and yes. said introducing a mega. And I was like, okay, who's this? But maybe just a random character. And yeah. then when the show starts, you're like, wow, actually, this person seems like they're becoming important. And then you yeah. get to the end of the episode, you're like, oh, this person's important. main cast.
1: Yeah. She's <laughs> sticking around. Yeah, I think she's cool because she's like a like an a entry character for the for the the viewer, you know. So yeah. I don't agree. Uh, obviously, she's been kept up in whatever that place is called, the clone factory place for for her entire life, and you know, she she like she's super bad bad super fan. <laughs> it's kind of weird at first, uh, but then <laughs> again, once you learn about the the clone thing and. She becomes very endearing. She also threw food at clones, which is cool.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, so I, I fell in love with this character. I feel like you're supposed to fall in love with this character, obviously. So that's, yeah, that's kind of the point. So it worked, worked for me there. Um, she seems really endearing and, um, lots of mysteries and questions that make you want to know more about her, obviously. Mm. Uh, but I mean, the only stuff we can t- sort of try and, guesstimate and try and figure out is so she says she's never left the planet so she, presumably she's a clone uh because she's not a Kamino com- uh native or like you know like she's not she's not the same species as the the, cl- the clone makers she's uh human or human humanoid or whatever you, you call it uh and so if she's a clone who's she a clone of and why is she being kept a secret? Because the the two clone leaders, whose names I haven't written down because they're not that important, but I'll, I'll bring them up again in a second. Um, they seems you know, when when they find out she's escaped, they're like, "Oh, we'll better not tell the Empire about her until later because we don't really know what they're up to or any of these sorts of things." And then you can't, I can't help but go, "Well, calling someone a mega or a mega, however you want to say it, depending on where you are in the world, I guess. Mm. Uh, I mean, if you, you know." Like it just kind of sets up a kind of connotation of okay, are you the one? Like are you fucking Neo or so- you know what I mean? Something like that. Like, am I reading too much into the 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 name here or, or what's the go? And also she seemed to portray I don't know, above normal level traits, like almost Jedi or force sensitive like traits. Mm. Um I right. mean
1: yeah, the question what? going forward is what of her power set? What's her power set? What's her special thing?
0: Yeah, like, what does she have?
1: Yeah. I mean, that that's an interesting one. What if she's a clone of a Jedi? Yes, which could be an interesting... Interesting thread going through to the Mandalorians.
0: Yeah, like, if, if they're trying to tie everything together and be like, where, where was the first time they potentially did this uh i mean this could be the thread there and honestly ha- the idea of cloning a jedi i would be open to just depends on how it's uh done delivered and also yeah. the explanation of why if you can just clone jedi and make sure you and get a super powered like guarantee that you'll get someone on the other end who's um you force know, sensitive, got, yeah. Force sensitive, yeah. So force sensitive, then why weren't everyone doing it? I guess maybe she's the one and only that succeeded or something. If that's that's true, but I, it's more so than apparently. just yeah. It's more so. Well, it's less than just her shooting the gun so well at the end. Like I know that's supposed to be like obviously like oh my god she she hit fucking hunters um sorry, no, hunters sharp crosshairs fucking so <laughs> It's gonna be a. <laughs> <laughs> a week or two, before. guys. It's, Dylan's not
1: good with character names. Nah, it's, it's
0: no, it's fine. It's true. Uh, she hit his gun right out of his hand, which was something. But I think it's also the scene where they're in the the holding cell or prison cell or whatever. Yes, it's called. like she puts his she puts her hand on um, crosshairs back or whatever and says, "I understand how you feel." Like that scene read to me very much like Jedi's ability to read uh, someone else's feelings. You know what I mean? Like that sort mm. of. That sort of thing, more so than just "Hey, but, <laughs> I
1: understand."
0: You also what you're got going the through.
1: impression that she knew what was about to happen; like she could see into the future or something.
0: Yeah, yes, which again would be a uh, Jedi, Jedi, or Jedi force I think. sensitive, force sensitive power. Yes, uh, foresight is a power. Jedi's a OP. I mean, someone would yeah. say, someone would say that Jedi's can and will be OP. Yes. Um, So, yeah, it's it's really interesting. And then also just the the way she reacted in that initial scene where Emperor Palpatine's giving his big, uh, you know, we're
1: okay, but...
0: Like, as soon as she crosses eyes with Hunter, and it's almost like either she was looking for them to make sure they were alive, Mm. or she was looking at them already, and then as soon as she realized they weren't, or at least Hunter wasn't fully... um, under the wrap of the Empire's the, the Emperor's speech or anything like that, that she that's when she smiled and was like, "Fuck yeah, like they're fine." Like I can't tell if she was looking for them or was just looking to make sure they're not mm. under the influence of Order sixty six. You know, so there's definitely more to her than meets the eye. That's for sure. Um, right, where, where do you where do you think the the show is going now? About with your limited knowledge of the Clone Wars. Where, where I don't
1: do know where they said what? they were going at
0: the G <laughs> nine. Well, I think so I think it's F nine. Uh, if everyone at home wants to press Alt F nine, they'll show you where it's. it's no, it's Alt F four. Sorry. Um, they. I I looked on. Um, I Had a quick look on the the twitters before, and I saw some people saying that that's apparently uh, it's that's a place mentioned in the Clone Wars, and it leads to. Uh, this system where they did an episode in the Clone Wars where they um, they tracked down this clone who basically escaped and went and went and lived out his life by himself, and um, like Rex and people go look him up and like why did you run away? And he's like yeah because shit's fucked a eh? like they they're putting you know they're trying to control us and the war's not all it seems like that was like towards the end of the, the Clone Wars run when they was trying to you know hint at what's to come sort of stuff like that. So it's possibly that person or that's where, because as far as I'm aware, I don't know why the Bad Batch would know that character. So it's more likely that they're going there because that's where they know or think that Rex may have gone amongst everything because they Mm -hmm. may want to track down Rex because Rex would be the more likely person that they would seek help from. But apparently that's where what that system is according to the the Twitters and the people who know the things faster and better than I. Yeah. Um, and I mean, ultimately, I think that the, the most interesting thing going forward and the great thing that this, this episode does is it sets up a bunch of interesting characters um, who, well, most of them got... Obviously, I think others will have to get more time as we go forward. Like, Echo didn't actually get that much time in this episode. But I mean he'll need to because this is a brand new show so for people like you you need to see more about echo um Mm. but even like you watching that four episode arc of the clone wars you're like why is this character important and it's because you haven't seen the arc where he quote unquote dies like they that that was like in season three i think of clone wars like it was it was so fucking early that they killed him off like they built him up as one of the main clones in the show and then they killed him and rex has this whole like emotional moment so then they bring him back for the the final season and then that's why it was such a like oh my god they're emotional yeah they're like they're they're torturing they've turned him into a fucking robot like what the hell are they doing so
1: yeah uh,
0: but for this show they definitely need to introduce and show some more of him and then also um uh uh, sorry uh, tech didn't get much time this episode i felt either Mm. well
1: well not character i think he was mostly the um he was doing a lot of uh, what's it called Expedition.
0: <laughs> yeah yes. yeah so. and I, yeah I just feel you know if it, for me to fully love each character I need to get some character work and I'm not saying that's a negative of this episode I just mean going forward I'm looking forward to um, getting to know yeah. some of these other characters a bit more because this episode straight away turned around how I felt about Hunter who I felt was the least interesting from the Clone Wars arc so that's great um, and then they've set up this whole thing with Crosshair where he comes out in what looks like death trooper armor or something at least pseudo similar like the old black type thing uh, and stuff like that which could <laughs> that could lead to an interesting storyline where they they finally do explain that hey there was actually clones in there i mean they've, they've actually at least in current canon explained what's under those suits so maybe it is some clones leftover clones like him or he's the inspiration for them or something along those lines because they're they don't miss. The Death Troopers are the ones that don't miss. You know, like your normal. I don't know. He seemed were... to miss
1: a lot of shots towards the. Well, I'm you know, it's, Look, put on to... one of those Stormtrooper things, just start missing.
0: Well, when people are firing at you, it becomes a little bit harder. I understand. It's it's, it's when they miss when no one's shooting back. You know, that's yep. that's when I've got some problems happening. Uh, I love this this sort of rivalry that's already been set up because the thing about having Crosshair as a villain is you don't fully hate him because you know he's being mind-controlled yes. by the, the chip. So automatically you're like, you don't want him to kill you, the heroes, the, the remaining yeah. of the Bad Batch, you and you're don't not really rooting for him to die. Yeah. You want them to save him. You know, that's why, sh- that, that's that's why they've got to find Yes, to so find out how, how, how to fix. remove the inhibitor chips and stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Which makes it interesting and probably explains why uh, clones weren't used going forward. I think that's probably something they're going to explore this season through this show. Why stormtroopers going forward weren't still clones?
0: Well, they've they've tried to hint at reasons, but they've never given. it Definitely, yeah, it does feel like this show is going to fully explain what happened uh, to to fully shut down the idea of clones ever being used and switching to to real people. So that'll be interesting. Oh, that's what I was going to say. So the the two clone. Lead, the Prime Minister and the Assistant or whoever that person yeah. is exactly. I don't know their role. That's another interesting thread that we have going forward where the Prime Minister, as much as we can understand, very much seems to still want to be, you know, on the side of the Empire, Such talk, and as long as it works in his favour and, you know, everything will be hunky-dory kind of thing. Well, Whereas, I uh, think
1: their entire economy is based on them selling clones
0: to the <laughs> Selling clones, yeah. But he's so, not out, he, you know, he's out for himself still. The, the prime minister you know wants to he wants to keep the empire no Dylan, po- he's all about jobs well yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> Job. pretty sure there's like three people employed at the place the rest of the clones um and they're not getting paid trust me trust me you never see yeah they, they they come home they go to sleep they go back to to a battle they're not getting paid uh although they have credits apparently so maybe they are because <laughs> there was a two yeah. credit bet at some stage in this um so maybe. Uh, but the other person, the assistant, or whoever the, whoever that is, I don't understand their, their role fully, but yeah. uh, they are definitely on the side of the Bad Batch. In fact, they kept the, the hangar door open for them open, to yeah. escape. So it's like, well, there's another interesting thread that we're going to have to see unfold more going forward. And as to if we'll see more about what exactly happens and why there aren't any more clones being made and all this sort of stuff, I definitely feel like that's going to have to play into it somewhat as we go forward. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's gonna be really interesting to see if other characters show back up. Like, are we gonna see more Saw or did you really just have him make a, a one episode cameo? I, I I'd be down for seeing more Saw Guerrera. Um I don't need mm. to see Kanan again because I don't
1: I just feel like that was just, just supposed to be a
0: cameo. I don't really need a Jedi like running around to just so keep the Jedi it's out a of a it. It's a nice
1: tie end, you get you feel good for Hunter because you saved. he was the guy who saved Kanan. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. Uh, and then we do know we have coming up um, Shannik uh fan, Shrink fan, fan, Whatever, it's one of those. Fand. I think it's Shannik Fand. Uh, she's going to be yeah. showing up. Uh, vo- voice yeah. by Ming-Na Wen again from the Mandalorian. Yes. So it's kind of going to be her. I don't know if she's just in one episode, two episode, three episode, four kind of thing. We don't really know. But uh, it's going to be her pseudo origin story, I guess, mm. given her age and everything in um the mandalorian if she's supposed to be playing roughly the same age that uh ming na wen is in real life i guess like given it's live action here she can play a younger version it's kind of going to be her origin story i guess to a degree so it'll be interesting to see if she starts out as a good guy in this and then becomes sort of a good guy a bad guy towards the end or she's a bad guy here you know like I, i don't know was she always a bounty hunter did she fall into bounty hunting, so there's definitely lots to look for too. Um, it's going to be 16 episodes, so apparently that's what we've heard. I don't know if that's 100% locked yeah, in, but I believe that's right. right.
1: Um, yeah, lots to look for. Any f- closing thoughts? Uh, yeah, do you think Moff Tarkin's going to be the big bag for the season, or?
0: Nah, it's, it's just... Nah. I mean, what, what are you going to do with him as a big bag? You know he ain't going to die. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's, it's a... Well, how
1: many big bads do they have in, like Clone Wars and Rebels, that mm. you know aren't going to die? Darth Vader was like a big bad for one of the seasons of Rebels, right? You know he wasn't going to die during that season.
0: No, it wasn't really. It was the um, umbrella. <laughs> it was the umbrella kid. <laughs> I fucking mental blanked on there. The it it's, so, yeah. it's been so long since I've done a Star Wars podcast. I need to like reshake all this knowledge. Yeah, the Inquisitors. Uh, it was, they were the big bads. And Vader was always sort of a, a looming threat, but mm. because Vader only showed up that one time, they made sure that when he showed up, you he were won. like, oh fuck, like yeah. And then he beat the fuck out of everyone, like he he probably he should. should. Yeah. Uh, so he yeah, was over. always there. Yeah, Inqui- 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 yeah he it was always <laughs> the Inquisitors. Yeah, so we shall see. I, I'm going to be interested to go forward if they're doing... Because obviously the Clone Wars was always like, here's a three-episode arc, here's a four-episode arc. Like, there's mm. always arcs and stories. And given that this is basically a continuation of the show, to the degree that the the title card at the start of the episode literally comes up, Star Wars The Clone Wars crashes away, Star Wars The Bad Batch, you know. So very much feels like it's just the Clone Wars Season 8, but we're switching focus sort of thing and it even has the narrator it has you know like it has everything the clone wars
1: does they literally have it start with the clone wars so
0: yeah it's true so if it's going to follow the same thing i would presume that it's going to have several episode arcs and not just one episode uh monster of the week yeah sort of thing they can sort of land on a planet and follow through on a story or a story beat for a few episodes and then off they go to the next one, sort of thing. So, but we shall see. Um, fantastic opening, though. I very much enjoyed it. Very much looking forward to your coming episodes. I don't expect them to be all as emotionally and action it's a shame they can't one, all be 70 bit. minutes long. No, although you know, I don't know if I'd want 16, 70 minute things that feels like they may be stretching it at that point, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. So, thank you for joining us for another episode of The Very Bad Batch. Please subscribe to Holocron entries on all your podcast services for our great star wars content follow our twitters by heading to explosionnetwork.com slash twitter or uh you can look in the show notes or find links whatever you prefer to do and if you'd like to tell us how you felt about this episode or anything like that head on to the twitter's there and then you can donate if you'd like to as little as a dollar explosionnetwork.com slash support us or you can buy an explosion Network t-shirt over there do that, and until next week, I couldn't think of a good outro. I was going to see if Ash just would come up with a wanted to throw out a pun. Uh, of the yeah. show names we had for this included uh, "Order Bad Batch Order 66 uh "Bad Batch Bad Batch," "What You're Gonna Do," "What You're Gonna Do When They Bad Batch For You," and there was the was love one you said at the start that uh, <laughs>
1: uh, you got ninety-nine yeah. problems, but a bad batch ain't one.
0: Maybe I'll just make that the intro. Until next week, we got ninety-nine problems, but a bad batch ain't one. <laughs>